ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد dear muslims our prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has been blessed with the most concise the most beautiful the most succinct of speech and in today's first part of the khutbah i want to go over one powerful hadith that serves to summarize for us our methodology our system of how to achieve something i call it the five step plan the five step method that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us how to accomplish anything and it is so comprehensive that you can take these five points and you can apply them to a secular field or to a religious field you can apply them to your marriage you can apply them to your corporation you can apply them to any goal that you want a simple summary of how to achieve something you want to achieve what is the template the methodology of achieving success our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in a hadith narrated by abu hurairah radhiyallahu ta'ala an reported in the sunan of abi daud and a number of traditions a number of books of hadith he said al mu'min al qawi khayrun wa ahabbu ila allah min al mu'min al dha'if wa fi kullin khayr point number 1 the strong mu'min is better and more beloved to allah than the weak mu'min and there is good in everyone point number 1 the strong mu'min is better and more beloved to allah than the weak mu'min and there is good in everyone now disclaimer here that obviously as with all texts of the quran and sunnah you'll find competing interpretations these interpretations generally they add more profundity they don't contradict one another because time is limited i will I will be forced to uh, only do one or two interpretations and understand their other interpretations as well. So this hadith tells us there's something called strong believers, there's something called weak believers. And there's good in everybody. So we are told to maximize our strengths and be the strong believer. What does it mean to be the strong believer? Strong in everything. Strong in your iman and strong in every other aspect your health your wealth your talents your everything be stronger be better and everybody has some good wa fi kullin khair so point number 1 maximize your strengths know what you're good at because everybody's good at something wa fi kullin khair everybody has something the other person does not have everybody has talents Everybody has a personality. Everybody has a, pot- a potential that the other person does not have. So maximize your strengths because the strong believer, strong in what? I just told you, strong in everything. Strong in your iman. Strong in health. Strong in wealth. Strong in your talents. Whatever you're good at, make it better. Whatever Allah has blessed you with, be the best that you can possibly be. This is point number one. And the the way that the you know modern business gurus they teach you discover your inner strength. You know, there's an element of truth here. There is an inner strength Allah has given every one of us. There's an inner talent. There's an inner mechanism that each one of us can shine at better than the other person. You're good at something I'm not good at. I'm good at something you're not good at. Find what you're good at. 
and then maximize. And if that means going to university, getting a degree, if that means getting your resume up to level, if that means getting the requisite experience, but whatever you got to do, maximize your strengths. Know what you're good at and become the best. That's point number one. Al-mu'min al-qawi. Become that al-mu'min al-qawi. Point number two. There's five points in this hadith. After he told us, make your strength stronger, Allah loves, and that person is better. By the way, the hadith also says that al-mu'min al-qawi khayrun wa ahabbu. The strong believer is better than and more beloved to Allah. Better than the people will love you. You're going to be more productive in society. You're going to be more beneficial. As our Prophet ﷺ was asked, who is the best person? And he said, the best person is the one who benefits the most people. That khayrun nas anfa'uhum lin nas. The best person is the one who can maximize benefiting other people. So, you want to be the best? You first begin with yourself, strengthen yourself. Make yourself the best you can possibly be. And you, when you do so, the people will love you and Allah will love you. That's point number one. Number two, Be eager to obtain that which will benefit you. Hadith means you have a, a desire, an overwhelming passion. Be eager to obtain that which will benefit you. In other words, the Prophet is telling us, be motivated. Be motivated. Have a vision. Have a plan. What do you want to accomplish in your life? Plan it out. And once you plan it, be eager to achieve that plan. Don't be a loser sitting at home doing nothing. Don't be a young man who's talented but sitting at home playing games all day. No, be eager to achieve that which will benefit you. You have to have drive. You have to have motivation. Be motivated and aspire. And it's halal to aspire to the dunya. And it's wajib to aspire to the akhirah. You must aspire to the akhirah. And it's completely halal to aspire to the dunya. You want to have extra rizq, go ahead and aspire. And make dua to Allah. When I get wealthy, let me be the most generous of the person. You want to have fame in and of itself. Fame is a danger. Wealth is a danger. But if it is used properly, it becomes a talent. Whatever you want, be eager to, to get, gain that which will benefit you. Have a motivation. Have a desire. Don't be some lazy person who just wants to live life for the day and the moment. No. What is your goal in life? What is your vision in life? What do you want to accomplish in life? Whether you're 15, 25, 35, 45, what is your 10-year goal, 15-year goal, 30-year goal? What is your goal before you leave this earth? Every one of you should have charted out. And you know, it's okay to modify the goals every few years. You might have had one goal, and as you grow older, the goal changes. But you must have a goal. You must have multiple goals. This is what the process is telling us. Be eager to gain that which will benefit you. If you're single, you have to start planning. I want to get married. I want to have children. If you're in the middle of your career, you start planning your retirement, your legacy. Whatever stage you're at, you have to start thinking and planning ahead. Because if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a vision, how will you accomplish anything? So we are told number two, and this is the mu'min, the believer is not a lazy person. The believer aspires to be the most beneficial in whatever they can do. Number two, be motivated, be hadith, the most eager you can be to gain anything that will benefit you. And in this world that we're living in, no doubt the most beneficial thing is iman, that's wajib. After that, 
rizq halal and to have you know a, a legacy to leave your children to have uh, enough wealth so that your children are happy good education these are all halal goals and they're civilizational goals as well as the muslim community in america we need to strengthen ourselves we need to be a voice of power so it is not only halal it's fard kifaya for us to daydream and to want to have as much izza in this land as we can so ihris number two number three after you know your strengths and based upon your strengths you have a vision because your vision is based upon your strengths right whatever you're good at whatever you're talented whatever your resume is based upon your quwa as the first part says you will then have the vision the second part right so this is point number two point number three never forget wasta'in billah wasta'in billah iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in wasta'in billah never forget you and your talents will get you nothing without Allah. You are nothing without Allah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. All that you have means nothing. And you can accomplish nothing without and throughout the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need Allah. And so, wasta'in billah. Once you know your vision, before you even do anything, you better make sure Allah is with you. You better make sure you have a ta'alluq and relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do not have a ta'alluq with Allah, if you do not have a relationship with Allah, there is no point in having a vision and you shall never accomplish your vision. You need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every single matter of your life. And so, wasta'in billah. And what is isti'ana in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? All of the rituals that you're aware of, and dua, and dhikr, and Quran, and most importantly of all, most importantly of all, is the consciousness that Allah Azza wa Jal is watching you, that Allah Azza wa Jal, that you, that you are a servant of Allah and you need Him. That spirituality of ihsan, that consciousness that I am a makhluq of Allah and I have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the most important aspect of isti'ana. Because when you are constantly thinking of Allah, automatically you're going to make pray. Automatically, you're going to do dhikr. Automatically, you're going to make dua. Automatically, every time you do anything, you're going to say Bismillah and you're going to begin projects in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, point number three, wasta'in billah. Always have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another point here that can be mentioned here, before you undertake any major project, we are taught in the sharia, in the sunnah, to pray salat al-istikhara. It's a beautiful salah. We should all be aware of it and take advantage of it. Anytime you have a major decision to do, whether you're changing your careers, changing your companies, whether you're changing your city, anything major that you're doing, then we should pray salat al-istikhara wasta'in billah. That is a type of isti'ana. So this is point number three. So number one, know your strengths and cater to them. Number two, based on your strengths, have that vision. What are you going to accomplish in life? Number three, once you have that vision, make sure you don't do anything without a constant relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without having your ta'alluq with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wasta'in billah. Point number four, wala ta'jaz. Simple, two words, la ta'jaz, never give up. What powerful advice. You have a vision, you have a goal, you have your resume ready, your strengths ready, and you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's it. Never give up. Wala ta'jaz. Keep on trying and trying and trying. If something fails, try it again. If the same thing doesn't happen, try again. And if you have to fine-tune your vision, that's fine. Because as we said, if you want to open a shop, it doesn't work. You change the idea of the shop, you do something else, no problem. But whatever you do, 
Whatever you do, do not give up. The mu'min is never a loser. The mu'min is never somebody who throws in the towel. If plan A doesn't work, move on to plan B. Plan B doesn't work, try plan C. If need be, go back to the vision. Maybe fine-tune the vision. Then go back to plan A for the new vision. But whatever you do, because here's the point. Perhaps, perhaps Allah Azza wa Jal has something else planned for you other than your vision. But you're only going to get to that plan when you put in the effort for your first vision. You're only going to find out your new talent, your new strength. Perhaps Allah Azza wa Jal has willed that you're going to change careers completely, but you don't know this yet. So you're trying to do something, trying to do something, trying to do something. And out of the blue, because you've been trying, somebody sees that and says, you know what, I have an opportunity. Why don't you do what I have to offer for you? Point is, if you give up, you're never going to get anywhere. But if you keep on trying, 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 perhaps a door you never thought was meant for you will eventually open up. And we learn this from the seerah all the time. Miracles don't just happen when you sit back and do nothing. No. Even the Red Sea when it has to be split up, Musa has to hit it with his staff. You have to put in the effort. And if a miracle is going to happen, it's going to happen, no problem. But we don't plan our life for a miracle to happen. No. We put in the effort. We hit the proverbial Red Sea. And then we leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we never give up. Wala ta'jaz. This is point number four. And the entire seerah shows us you never give up. And then the final point. It is a psychological point. It is a point that the Prophet is teaching us that never to have a defeatist mentality. Never to just give up intellectually. Never say, Never say if what you want it to happen doesn't happen. Never say, oh my God, if only I had done such and such, the results would have been different. Don't go back in your mind into a hopeless spiral of complete continuous blame. Don't become incapacitated because of a failure and start blaming yourself. It's all my fault. I did this. I should have done that. Never say, never say if something didn't work out. If only I had done such and such, then the results would be different. By the way, this doesn't mean don't learn from your experience. Yes, learn from your experiences. But don't just go into the spiral of depression. Don't just go into the spiral of the past and what happened to me and this and that. No, there's no benefit in dwelling in a past tragedy. You have to move on. No matter, even if it is your fault, learn and move on. The Prophet, the Prophet ﷺ said, Never say to something that you didn't get, Oh, if only I had done such and such, the results will be different. No, rather say, Allah has willed something else. And whatever Allah wills happens, you console yourself in Iman Bil Qadr. You console yourself. You do, you do the best that you can. Because here's the point. Nowhere in the Quran and Sunnah does it say every endeavor of yours is going to be a success. No. Success is not judged based upon happiness of this dunya. Success is judged by Allah's happiness with you. And you might fail in a project in this dunya, but the effort was good and Allah will accept it from you. Something in this dunya might turn out to be painful, but Allah Azza wa Jal has a greater reward planned for you. So don't go back and say, if only we had done this, if only this happened. No, the past is the past. You learn from your wisdom. You do not allow a failure of the past to impact a potential success of the future. Understand this point. Do not allow a failure of the past to prevent you from reaching your potential today. 
The past is the past. It's happened. Don't go back and dwell there and go down all this and that. No. SubhanAllah, we all go through ups and downs. Whether it's getting fired, whether it's a bankruptcy, whether it's a failed marriage. This happens. Okay, we learn from the past. And then we move on. And we say, Qadr Allah. Allah's Qadr. It happened, it happened. Now I need to learn, be a better person, and then try your best to do it over again and again. These five points, sisters and brothers, if you think about them, Wallahi, any project that we have, any idea that we have, any vision and goal that we have, these five points, they can be utilized to accomplish any of life's goals. And in fact, of course, the goals of the religion as well. The same thing happens here. Becoming more knowledgeable of a religion, becoming more pious, memorizing the Quran. The same thing happens here. If you know your talents, set the vision, what you want to do, put it into practice, make Allah Azza wa Jal your, your constantly companion in this regard, and never ever give up. Keep on trying and trying. And if you fail once, no problem. Wipe the dust off yourself, stand up again and keep on walking. And don't ever look at the past and use the past to justify laziness today, to justify not doing something today. No, the past is the past. You are a new person today, and Allah Azza wa Jal will judge you based upon today and based upon when you meet Him and not based upon the past. Sisters and brothers, these five points should be memorized and implemented upon, and they apply to every single aspect of our existence, whether it is deen, whether it is dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless me and you with and through the Quran, and may He make us of those who is verses they understand and applies halal and haram throughout our lifespan. Ask Allah's forgiveness. You as well ask Him for His the Ghafoor and the Rahman. Alhamdulillah. All praise is due to Allah, the one and the unique. He it is whom we worship and it is His aid that we seek. He is the Lord of the oppressed and He hears the prayer of the weak. As to what follows, sisters and brothers, we're all aware that we are witnessing one of the most brutal genocides that has taken place in our lifetimes. And for the last month, subhanAllah, one month has gone by. Incessant bombings have been taking place to a people that have nowhere else to go. And our hearts and our prayers and our thoughts are with our brothers and sisters in Gaza. And subhanAllah, so Painful it is that even to talk about it, words disappear. The images that we're seeing, and the sad reality is this is the first time in human history that a genocide is being broadcast live and no person is preventing it. It is truly a tragedy of historic proportions. Yes, genocides have occurred in the past, but we didn't have cell phones in Rwanda. We didn't have immediate satellites and internet when Bosnia was taking place. Images came weeks and months later, grainy footage and whatnot. But now, for the first time in human history, as soon as something happens, everybody there has a cell phone, they upload it, and we see in live time. And the images are too horrible, even for our hearts to bear. And the world, rather than even not even being silent, we are so frustrated that almost every single superpower has sided with the oppressor. And it really requires a feat of deviousness where the oppressor pretends that the oppressor is the oppressed and the oppressor makes the oppressed 
the actual oppressor. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Much can be said, brothers and sisters, but I'm here tonight, inshallah ta'ala, to speak in more detail about this crisis and what we can do. And there will be, inshallah ta'ala, opportunity to help our sisters and brothers uh, tonight financially. And even when you exit the masjid, there are going to be uh, stalls over there. But I want to make a message for those of you who are not attending tonight. Tonight I'll talk more, inshallah, in the fundraiser about the reality of Palestine in Gaza. But I want to mention one point. That even if you don't come tonight, it is important we understand. More details will be in a few hours. Our Sharia commands us to always be optimistic. Even when it appears there's no reason to be optimistic. Our Sharia, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the iman that we have, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he told us, Optimism is a part of Iman. This is a hadith, memorize it. Al-fa'lu min al-Iman. Al-fa'lu min al-Iman. Optimism is a part of Iman. This means if you have Iman, you will be optimistic. And the more Iman you have, the more optimistic you will be. Now the question arises, how can we possibly be optimistic when 15,000 people have died? When more bombs have been dropped in one small area then America used it an entire year in Afghanistan. How can we be optimistic? And I say, <clears throat> even in spite of all of these tragedies, still, when we look at the positives, subhanAllah, they really are amazing. Never in the last 75 years has public sentiment been so strong in support of the people of Palestine. Mass protests across the globe. Some of the largest protests in London since the invasion of Iraq. It is estimated up to 750,000 people were marching in London. This is unprecedented for 25 plus years for Palestine. In our own country, mass protests in the Senate, in Congress, in front of the White House, and not led by Muslims. No. Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah. Palestine has stopped being a Muslim-only issue. And it has become a humanitarian issue. Alhamdulillah, because if we want the tipping point to change in this country, then Palestine needs to be viewed through the lens of human tragedy and not just through the lens of one faith versus another. Yes, of course, it's a faith-based issue for us. It's never going to change. It's always a faith-based issue. But it's also a humanitarian issue. And we now see for the first time ever millions of people understanding the reality because it is very easy to understand. And this is of the benefits and blessings of social media. It has its cons, it has its positives as well. It's of the benefit and blessings of a new generation that is more open-minded, not as indoctrinated. There are positives that are going to come out. And perhaps, perhaps there is going to be certain tragedies before we see the final result. But without a doubt, it is the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that truth shall always vanquish falsehood. The truth has come and has vanquished over batil. And the truth is always going to vanquish over batil. Batil can never win. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never allows tyranny and injustice to go unchallenged. Our Prophet said, Allah sometimes allows the zalim some leeway. He gives him some rope, some slack 
For those of you that they go fishing, the fisherman who's really good, sometimes when he has a really strong fish, he cannot pull the fish in. He has to let it go for a little bit so that the hook gets even more stuck in the fish's mouth. And so he lets it go, loosens it up. So the Arabic words used, yumhil, means lets it go a little bit. That's the same connotation there. You let it go, but there's still that connection. Allah Azza wa might give some slack, but there's always that connection. Allah never ignores the dhulm. And then the Prophet said, when Allah calls him to task, there shall be no escape of Allah's grasp. So we see here now, vulm taking place, the likes of which we have not seen in our lifetimes. Wallahi, in our lifetimes we have not seen. 5,000 children, a hospital stormed, hundreds of patients died because they don't have the electricity to keep the pumps on, to keep the electricity on so that their vital organs can remain online. And the world is watching, not just blinded, but siding with the oppressor. It's at times like these that our iman, that our iman keeps us in check or else we would go insane. And it's at times like these that we understand that only Allah is Malik al-Mulk and only Allah is Jabbar and qawi and only Allah is Al-Aziz and Allah Azza wa Jal is Maliki Yawmiddin. It's at times like these that we look forward to the day of judgment because wallahi all of the Nuremberg trials and all of the prisons in the world and all the prison sentences could not do justice to baby killers that we're seeing right now. We need Allah to take care of the tyrant. And so we look forward to Yawm Al-Qiyamah because that's the only consolation we will get. This dunya, there is no justice. Even if there were to be trials and some people would even prison sentences, how are you going to uncover 15,000 dead bodies? How are you going to bring back 5,000 babies killed? You can't do justice in this dunya. And so we put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We put our trust in Allah that Allah is our mawla and Allah is the malik and Allah is ala kulli shay'in qadir. And of the things that we must do, sisters and brothers, we must do, given the plight of our sisters and brothers in Gaza, is that every one of us has to evaluate our own lives. Because factually speaking, you and I didn't do anything to be here versus there. If Allah had willed, I would have been born on that side of the wall, as could you have been. If Allah had been willed, we would be those people. It's Allah's qadr. I didn't choose where I was born. I didn't have a say in this. I didn't, ha no, it is Allah who chose. And Allah has given so much privilege to me and you. So much blessings. We cannot even count the blessings of Allah. And so given these blessings and given this privilege, surely we should call ourselves to task and be more responsible because of the blessings Allah has given us. I'm not trying to make us feel guilty because that's not the point. But yes, I am trying to make us feel privileged and aware. And with that awareness comes responsibility. And with responsibility comes a change in lifestyle. The iman of the people of Gaza is shaking the world. Even kafirs are embracing Islam week after week when they see the reality of what Iman does. How can our Iman not be shaken? 
How can our faith not be rejuvenated? How can we be distant from Allah, living in luxury, and their iman is so powerful it brings us to shame? On the contrary, we should have a level of haya in front of Allah. Our lifestyle should be much better than they are. Our ibadah, our taqwa, our consciousness of Allah needs to go higher and higher just for the sake of our brothers and sisters there, if not for any other reason, to appreciate what Allah has given us. And if they inspire us to be better, then subhanallah, already Allah has blessed them with shahada and Allah has blessed them to be role models for the world. And on top of that, Allah is blessing them to make them role models, even though we should be the ones helping them. In reality, they're helping us. And this shows you the power of those people and the blessings of Iman. And so, sisters and brothers, there's going to be more talk tonight, inshallah ta'ala, at the fundraiser about Palestine. But one point I wanted to leave us with, be optimistic, look forward to the future. Perhaps not immediately, but in the long term without a doubt. And do what you can. Go back to the hadith I just mentioned. You do what you can, even if it's something small. The tide is changing and we all have a role to play. You do whatever you can do. And when you do that, you have done your job in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one thing I and you must do is to better our own lives. To be more conscious of Allah in our own personal lives. To have a stronger connection to make us role models for our community and our children after us. And if we do this collectively, there will be a change in the ummah and we see this change happening and we ask Allah to make us a part of that change. Allahumma inni da'in fa'aminu. Allahumma la tad'ana fi hadhi yawmi dhanban illa ghafarta wa la hamman illa farrajta wa la daynan illa qadayta wa la maridan illa shafayta wa la asiran illa yassarta. Allahumma aghfir lana wa li ikhwanina alladhina sabakuna bil iman wa la taj'a fi quloobina ghillan lilladhina amanu. Rabbana innaka raufur rahim. Allahumma ansur ikhwanina fi ghazza. Allahumma انصر اخواننا في غزة اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم يا قوي يا عزيز اللهم أنت الواحد الأحد اللهم أنت الصمد اللهم أنت الجبار يا قوي يا عزيز يا قوي يا عزيز يا قوي يا عزيز أدنا فيهم عجائب قدرتك يا الله اللهم اجعلهم لمن بعدهم آية يا الله اللهم اجعلهم لمن بعدهم آية يا الله اللهم دمر أعدائك أعداء الدين اللهم دمر أعدائك أعداء الدين يا الله أنت القوي وأنت العزيز ونحن الفقراء إليك عباد الله إن الله تعالى أمركم بأمر بدأ به بنفسه وثنى بملائكة قدسه وثلث بكم أيها المؤمنون من جنه وإنسه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله ملائكة يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وأنعم على عبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين عباد الله إن الله تعالى يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وتأيد القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله العظيم يذكركم واشكروه يزد لكم ولذكر الله تعالى أكبر وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استو اعتدلوا straighten your rows leave no gaps in the line الله أكبر
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين ولا تحسبن الله غافلا عما يعمل الظالمون إنما يؤخرهم ليوم تشخص فيه الأبصار مهطعين مقنعي رؤوسهم لا يرتد إليهم طرفهم وأفئدتهم هواء وأنذر الناس يوم يأتيهم العذاب فيقول الذين ظلموا فيقول الذين ظلموا ربنا أخرنا إلى أجل قريب نجب دعوتك ونتبع الرسل أولم تكونوا أقسمتم من قبل ما لكم من زوال؟ وسكنتم في مساكن الذين ظلموا أنفسهم وتبين لكم كيف فعلنا بهم وضربنا لكم الأمثال وقد مكروا مكرهم وعند الله مكرهم وإن كان مكرهم لتزول منه الجبال الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين فلا تحسبن الله مخلف وعده رسله إن الله عزيز ذو انتقام 
يوم تبدل الأرض غير الأرض والسماوات وبرزوا لله الواحد القهار وترى المجرمين يومئذ مقرنين في الأصفاد سرابيلهم من قطران وتغشى وجوههم النار ليجزي الله كل نفس ما كسبت إن الله سريع الحساب هذا بلاغ للناس ولينذروا به وليعلموا أنما هو إله واحد وليعلموا أنما هو إله واحد وليذكر أولو الألباب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله